Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. We have Becca Lorito. She is a professional musician. She is a sound healer, my client, my friend. In this episode, we talk about how we can use sound as an effective tool for healing and meditation. We talk about the common mistakes and pitfalls many sound healers may make and how you can incorporate sound into your everyday life. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. I'm so excited about today's guest. We have my dear friend and client, Becca Lorito. Becca is a classical musician. She plays in Hawaii Symphony Orchestra. She's a sound healer. She's doing deeply incredible work in this world. Hi, Becca. Hi, Erin. How are you? It's so good to be here. I know. It's so fun. It's so fun to be present together. So I want to dive right in because You really are sharing such unique work in this world, and I feel like everybody is going to be inspired by the topics that we speak about today. What got you on your musical journey? What truly got you into sound healing? Amazing question. So I was always drawn to music when I was a little kid. Um, I don't come from a musical family, but my neighbors growing up had a piano and I just was really drawn to it. I started playing piano. I begged my parents for piano lessons at age six or seven. And then I started playing percussion when I was 11 and percussion in the orchestra is like really everything that you can hit or strike from xylophone to gongs and cymbals, tambourine, even the triangle. Um, And I just got very serious about it in high school. And I decided that I wanted to become a musician. Um, It's a competitive industry and it took many years of practice to win an audition and become a member of a full-time orchestra. So now I play with the Hawaii Symphony as their principal percussionist. um, And this is my fifth season with the orchestra. And I also play as an extra with the Philadelphia Orchestra when they need a substitute. Besides all the music stuff, I had some trauma growing up, like so many of us do, and trauma throughout music school. And conventional healing methods just did not jive with me. I went to like conventional therapy um, and just wasn't really finding the answers So I started really taking care of my body with yoga and that sort of opened the the floodgates into meditation. And then I became really interested in energy healing. Um, So I've been studying various forms of holistic healings for basically a decade. Um, I have certifications in Reiki and other forms of energy work, um, functional medicine, nutrition, breath work, meditation. And I've just been studying Ayurvedic medicine and acupuncture. Um, I've been really into astrology since I was a little kid. So, so basically I like to tell my clients that I'm a classical musician who just went down the deep end into um, spiritual healing and energetic work. So it wasn't until recently that I decided to really combine these two things together Um, And I realized that I could offer some help to people who were starting out in sound healing or wanted to improve their practice in sound healing. 
um, teaching people how to play the instruments. So they get really beautiful tones. Um, so they know what to do when they're playing. Becca, this is so informative. And just to ground this conversation a little bit, how would you define sound healing? Mm. So sound healing, there's so many different terms for it too. Some people call it sound meditation. Um, the experience basically involves lying down with the eyes closed and the practitioner will create intentional sounds using instruments and maybe the voice and the listener can hear and feel the sounds in different parts of the body. And really what this is, is it's a practice of conscious listening. When we listen without judgment or anticipation of what comes next, we are in the present moment and listening to something, listening to sounds, it helps us stay present in the moment, moment to moment, because it's constantly changing. The sounds are constantly changing. And really this is the goal of meditation um, to bring our minds into the present moment. So sound is really a helper. This is an aid that helps us achieve that state of uh, presence of mind. So we can think of sound as like an anchor that roots the mind during a meditation. I love your definition of that. And because I know how you show up on social media and the fact that you are a professional musician, can you share with us all of the instruments you play? Oh my goodness. Okay. So there it's like too many to even name, but in a sound session, um, the primary instruments that I like to use are the crystal singing bowls. Um, I also like to use gongs and um, there are wind chimes. I use an ocean drum. Really the, the special instrument are the bowls though. Um, the bowls are made out of a crystal quartz and um, people believe that the the um, structure of the crystal has additional healing properties. So um, if you're into crystals at all, you know that each crystal has a, a different metaphysical healing property to it. So um, I have some crystal quartz bowls and I actually just, just got some new um, alchemy bowls and alchemy Ooh. bowls are when they um, it's crystal quartz mixed with another gemstone and it just adds another layer to the sound. The sound quality is different when there are other crystals involved and um, other healing properties. So the, the bowls are really special. They're very unique. They have a, a really interesting sound to them. And, you know, as a, as a person who's been recording instruments and playing instruments for years, when I started with the bowls, I was surprised. They have a uh, really unique qualities to them. They are both very um, like almost piercing and cutting it, So it does cut into our auric field, um, but they're also very resonant and full sounding. So it helps us relax and it feels like, um, almost like a massage for our aura, for our energy. So love the crystal bowls. Gongs are also really powerful. Gongs have, um, uh, whenever you strike a gong, there is like a, there's a main note that you hear, but there's also, we hear a simultaneously, like a, 
an infinite number of other pitches. And this is called uh, overtones in the overtone series. And it, it gets complicated or it can be, but really the thing that's so cool about gongs is that when you hear one gong note, you're actually hearing an infinite number of other pitches happening simultaneously. So because of that, the listening to a gong can be really transformative and can be really powerful and people can have a really strong emotional and physical response. Um, and besides that, it's really limitless. Like people play rattles, um, mm -hmm. drums. I like to play hand drums. Um, shamanic drums are really popular where they're handheld and then people use some sort of mallet or beater with them. Um, rain sticks, ocean drums. There's, there's really a lot <laughs> and it's really fun to mix all the different instruments together. Something that you've said to me in the past that really resonated is that we are made up of water. And I know that when I'm sharing meditation workshops or yogic classes, I love playing soulful music because it's part of the transformation. It's part of the process. Can you tell us why sound is so effective as a modality, as a tool for healing and meditation? Absolutely. So um, sound is a vibration and a sound wave vibrates at a specific rate per second. And that's called Hertz. Um, so low pitches vibrate at a slow vibration and high pitches are faster in vibration. Um, I mean, what's so interesting about how like the body is made of water basically is that, um, I mean, you can even see this when you set a cup of water next to uh, a speaker, you can see the water jump mm. and move. And this is exactly what's happening inside the body when we surround ourselves with sonic vibrations. Um, there's a theory in physics called entrainment, and it's really important in understanding why sound healing works. Um, strong vibrations have an effect on people. Each of us has a, a specific vibration. I mean, if we think about it, like I have a vibration that's unique to me, and this plays out in the rate at which I walk, um, the cadence of my voice. Um, how fast I breathe, and even the rate at which my blood circulates in my body. This, these all play a role in my personal vibration, and that's unique to me. And you have your own set of vibrations um, from those same things. So entrainment is the idea that we are influenced by other frequencies. If I hang out with Aaron all the time, ultimately, um, I will, my body, my brain will want to synchronize to your vibration wow. if your wow. vibration is strong enough. So it's so fascinating. Um, entrainment is something that we see all the time in, in different ways. Like if you're ever walking next to someone and you realize like, oh my gosh, we're walking in step with each other. Or um, I don't know if you were a kid and like uh, would swing on swing sets. Yeah, you're married. You married. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And like, even just the idea that like, you know, couples after a long time, like they start to dress the same, they start to kind of talk the same. Um, it's really the same concept is that we want to synchronize to the vibrations that we're surrounded by. Um, so when we are in a sound meditation, we use instruments like the singing bowls and gongs, and these instruments create frequencies 
that our brains can entrain to or synchronize with. Um, so by doing a sound meditation, your brain can go from like a really active beta state all the way down to theta where this is, you know, theta is where like deep restoration and healing occurs in the brain. So it's, it works on so many different levels. I mean, fit entrainment can happen in the brain. It can happen physically in the body and, oh my gosh, I can just talk about it all day. Cause it's so interesting. <laughs> It really is. And I love how you speak about it because I think it's something we notice and we have to, we notice, but we're not sure why it's even happening. I want to talk a little bit about your signature offering SMS. And I also want to talk about it as it relates to some of the mistakes or pitfalls sound healers might make across, I guess, across the board. Mm. So there are, I've noticed, um, sort of this like new interest um, or a growing interest in becoming a sound healer. And I think this, this makes so much sense. Um, I think that when we're talking about sound and producing sound and playing instruments, we are talking about healing our fifth chakra. Um, And so I've noticed that there's a lot of people who are buying bowls, who are interested in becoming sound healers. And Um, A lot of people who are showing up on social media, playing the bowls, um, leading sound sessions, and there are some, some common, um, some common pitfalls that I see. Um, And unfortunately, there are some, some common ones that are, oof, that are, that just make me cringe a little bit. So I'll go over three main things that I see. Um, The first is Um, This is a term that I have coined called musical masturbation. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind this is that um, a lot of times we feel drawn to instruments because it is healing to us. Um, Again, like healing our fifth chakra and um, learning how to express ourselves um, and, and doing so in a safe way. A lot of people might not feel comfortable expressing themselves with the voice. And so instruments is a, is another way that we can, um, heal ourselves and our wound with that. Um, the thing though, is that a lot of times people, new sound healers will play the instruments because it's fun and spoiler alert, playing instruments is really fun, especially <laughs> like gongs and, and bowls. Like it's, it's fun and it's easy to do. You can get a sound right away. It's not like a, like a French horn where you need years of practice in order just to get a a decent sound out of it. So I see a lot of people playing for themselves and what they want to hear rather than actually providing what their clients need. Certain sounds are going to evoke certain feelings and practitioners need to be mindful of what their listeners need and what they send out sonically. Um, I hear from a lot of, of newer, um, sound healers. Well, I play intuitively. I play what, um, what I feel needs to happen. Um, but what feels good for you isn't necessarily what others need. So that's a a big one that I like to talk about with my clients. Um, another pitfall that I notice is honestly just overplaying the instruments. And what I mean by overplaying them is, um, is, is putting too much energy. So they, um, they, 
they play them too loudly to the point where the tone sounds abrasive and not very relaxing. If the bowl or the gong vibrates too much, it actually creates an additional buzzing sound. And, and that's your signal. If you hear that additional buzzing sound, that's your signal to chill. Mm. You don't need to put as much speed or energy into the instruments. Um, the last pitfall that I'll, I'll mention here is um, just a really simple one, um, jewelry and flowy sleeves. This is something that it, they just get in the way. Bowls and gongs are um, a type of instrument um, th- that the entire body of the instrument has to vibrate in order for it to produce sound. Um, so, um, I mean, if you think about like a cymbal or a gong, I, I strike the cymbal or the gong and the part where the contact is made, um, that part vibrates. But in order to get the whole instrument going, we kind of need to get the vibrations going and that's going to create the best sound. Um, wearing a flowy sleeve that rubs up against the instrument is going to muffle the vibrations wow. and that's going to decrease. It's going to, it's going to, um, reduce the quality of the sound. It's not going to sound as good. And jewelry can sometimes like hit the instruments unless you're really careful and, that can both sound really bad and also can be damaging to the instruments. So I always advise my clients to um, roll up their sleeves and to just remove any jewelry before they uh, perform their instruments. It's so obvious and transformational. I totally hear you and agree. I remember I usually wore this mala bracelet when I would share meditation workshops and it would shake and you could hear the sound like a inconsistent rattle. I love it. Yeah. And it's, it's great if it's intentional, but when it's not intentional, um, uh, that's when we run into problems, especially when you're offering like a sound meditation, um, people are lying down with their eyes closed and they're listening very intently. So any little sound that you make, that's, that's not intentional is going to be just as obvious and noticeable as your intentional sounds. Mm, I love it. As we're speaking about this, I'm sure listeners are on the spiritual path, want to be on the spiritual path. Maybe they listen to music. Maybe they play instruments. If they want to incorporate sound healing or some of these modalities into their practices, how can they start? Yeah, this is such a great question. You do not need to be a musician at all to start your own healing practice. And I hope to um, impart on everyone that this is this is something that is accessible to everyone. Um, and creating sounds in music is something that is so natural and intrinsic to all of us. Um, and it's available to all of us just by humming and singing to yourself. Um, I don't know about you, but I tend to do that when I'm anxious or stressed. And it's a way that really helps calm me down just um, pretty much immediately. Um, Like I said before, creating sound is really healing to our fifth chakras. And even if you're not using your own voice, it's a way for us to express ourselves. Um, I think fifth chakra wounding is something that is so prevalent in our society, which is why I think that this resurgence of, um, 
of sound healing is it's like becoming so popular right now. I like to think of the fifth chakra as the bridge between our inner thoughts and our feelings. It's the bridge from that to the outside world. And if you're someone who, um, uh, holds things in or doesn't feel you can process things as they're happening, your input is exceeding the output and we need balance with that. So I really do think that um, playing an instrument or using the voice is a really powerful way to um, increase our output so that we can balance our fifth chakra. So other than humming and singing to yourself, I, I love, you know, singing in the car, um, that is sound healing. I mean, it is a way that we are using vibration um, so that we can feel it throughout our body and, um, and heal ourselves. Other than that, um, mantra or chant is um, something that you can, or affirmations, a word or phrase that you can repeat to yourself throughout the day. The words from a mantra carry a vibrational frequency. And when they're repeated often enough, your brain and your body will entrain again, they will synchronize to the vibration of those words. Um, so yeah, affirmations and even things like, um, scripting and like manifestation techniques, they sort of, um, abide by this same principle of entrainment. And then lastly, if you feel called to play an instrument, oh my gosh, hundred percent do it. Like I said, it's so fun. And I would recommend starting out with uh, the singing bowls or gongs, because the learning curve is not steep. You can create nice sounds right away with just a little bit of instruction, um, drumming and hand pans and, um, other instruments like that require a little bit more technique. Um, but the bowls and gongs are just such an amazing way to get started, um, to start creating sounds, to start, get comfortable with, um, making sounds. I think again, like I was saying before about the fifth chakra, um, so many of us are afraid to be loud, to be noisy, to let ourselves be heard and, um, learning how to play an instrument can be really healing in learning how to do that. This is so impactful. Even if I find a transformational poem or like you said, mantras, just stating them out loud is comforting to the body, is healing for the body. Becca, the work that you're doing, not only are you such an expert in, I would say like in the Western world with your background in music and your expertise as a musician, but also this Eastern integration with all the impressive certifications that you have in breath work and yoga and everything, Reiki, everything that you're sharing with the world. This is why you created your signature offer, SMS, which is Sonic Mastery System. And it's so unique. I haven't seen this anywhere. And I would love for you to tell us about it right now. I know you and I talked about how the amazing things that are happening in the current cohort that you're running. Share with us about mm -hmm. this program. Absolutely. I actually wanted to ask you a question and I yeah. wanted to know if, um, if you incorporate mantra into your meditation practice, I know that you're, uh, like a meditation expert and bringing so many, um, different techniques to people. Um, I know that you've mentioned that you like to work with people that struggle with creating a meditation practice. And I, I'm just wondering if mantra or chant is something that you've experimented or 
brought to your own clients? Becca, you're the best. Yes, absolutely. The easiest, the easiest way. So I just led a retreat in Costa Rica and uh, even some of the episodes that are getting released at the same time, some of them took place while I was in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And something that I love to do virtually with my clients or in person with my clients is I play a very specific set of songs. Some of them are mantra based by Snatnam Kar, and then some of them are more Western songs and musics, but there's a couple songs where it's the same couple words recited over and over and over again. Mm. And something that I love to do with my clients who are, they don't yet have a mantra practice, so they don't yet have a positive affirmation practice. I play the song in their presence so often on accident or by default, they start to memorize the lyrics mm. and it gets stuck in your head. So throughout the day, you sing this song to yourself and it's uplifting and it's positive and it's transformational. So that's one of the, and it's so, it's so subtle. It's uh, almost playing with your unconscious mind. It's like deep Freudian work. And I, and it happens in your dreams. Like it's, it's something I love and I really believe in. Um, personally, I practice mantra based meditation first thing in the morning. I do, John and I will do breath work. We'll do a little bit of Wim Hof breath work in bed. And then I'll usually move into a silent seated mantra practice. And I, sometimes it's Hebrew, sometimes it's Sanskrit. Sometimes it's, it's in the lineage of transcendental meditation. Mantra is a big part of my life. And then it's also reciting positive affirmations. You have to work on your brain. So every single time I have a negative thought, if I experience imposter syndrome, I'm writing a book right now. It's not like I, there isn't like a set path that, that I'm following per se. So um, in this process, it's really been moments of, of connecting with my shadow and um, in, in those moments, I'm so grateful for how I chose to rewire my brain with sound or with mantra or with positive affirmation. So yeah, those are just some of my practices. That's beautiful. And it's just a testament to how powerful this practice is. I'm so excited, um, for your book to come out. Yay, I know yay. Not, we're not there yet, but I'm really excited about that. Um, that's so that's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I'll tell you about my three months on yes. healing training, um, sonic mastery system. It is really the most comprehensive training there is on sound healing. We go deep into energetics. Um, we go deep into technique on the instruments, how to produce beautiful tones, um, on the instruments and just practical information to help you set up a sound healing business. Um, we go into what type of gear you need to perform virtual events. We talk about microphones and uh, virtual events and information on how to book gigs. I give my clients my, um, my freelance musician contract um, so they understand whenever they do book a gig, what you know, what types of things need to be in the contract. Um, so my experience as a musician, my experience as an energy worker really all come together into this very comprehensive three month course. Um, and I'm so excited. I'll be launching the next round in February of 2022. How can we learn more about that? Um, you can
and check me out on Instagram at themetamutation.com. That sounds amazing. Becca, thank you so much for being present. If this episode goes viral and you are going to share wisdom with everyone around the globe, what is some wisdom you would want to share with them? I love this. If my words go viral, um, <laughs> I think the the main takeaway um, from sound healing and from a mindfulness practice is um we need to learn how to cultivate um, a sense of safety within ourselves. So anything that we can do to relax and strengthen our central nervous system is going to help us. And whether you do that via meditation or sound healing or um, a dedicated practice of going on on walks every single day, whatever your is the key to, um, to honestly living a happy life. That's beautiful, Becca. Thank you so much. I know you briefly mentioned this, but where can we find you? Um, I am very active on Instagram at Becca Lorito and, uh, my website, themetamusician.com has more information on my programs, how to book me for a private or virtual sound session and other things like that. Becca, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for being on the wise woman podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. It was a pleasure. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Wise Woman Podcast. I hope this episode with Becca inspired you to bring some sound into your everyday life. I have so loved working with Becca and bringing all of her dreams into the world. My signature offering, Limitless Mastermind, is the only way to work with me in 2022 in this high-level format. In Limitless Mastermind, we work together for six months. We dive into your business to help you launch and scale all the medicine on your heart. You get access to my copywriter, my psychic medium, financial strategy with my husband, and then 90-minute calls with me, two 90-minute calls with me every single month, plus quarterly one-on-one sessions. This really is for the person ready to take up space, really take up space, shine bright, share their heart-led purpose energy with the world in 2022. I'm ecstatic about the women who have already signed up. Early action pricing is expiring really soon, so please connect with me. DM me on Instagram at Erin R. Doppelt. So excited to connect with you. Hope you are feeling good. Have the best day, and I will talk to you soon.